0: It, a very rare chance that that was true.
1: You don't want to be a descendant from a rib? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no.
0: Hello, and welcome to Peaked Curiosity, the podcast that your brain. That's inaccurate. <laughs> we are back after a long hiatus because we just Christmas, Christmased and fall we had we were busy at the beginning of the year, so now we are back in full swing to our two followers and zero listeners. Um, our schedule was a little wacky, so I'm sorry about that.
1: We just had so many people coming up to us.
0: We were just so popular and we were just overrun with all of the fame and it's really hard to handle all that, you know, so we just kind of had to take a little break, but we're back. We're back. Today, my topic, actually, that kind of ruined it. You just kind of, like, <laughs> I was on such a high, and you just really roughed, oh, God, you ruined it. What? You ruined it. Okay, anyway, um, my research topic uh, was psychological effects of pop culture romance, and as I was doing research for this... I went a couple different ways. So as we talk, I'll just be talking about kind of a lot of different, um, aspects about kind of this topic that I found. So it's not going to be a very linear explanation of, you know, psychological effects, but I'm going to talk about some psychological effects and also misogyny and also just romantic movies in general. But first, before we get started, John, what is your perspective? on like romance movies, rom coms, just kind of like Hollywood romance. What is your perspective on that?
1: I feel like Hollywood romance is very fake. Right? Rom com like of course No, movies... not
0: not what you've heard from other people, what you genuinely think. I actually don't know how many romance movies you've seen in your life.
1: What do you mean? I watch Kung Fu Panda all the time. Oh my god <laughs> Oh
0: god That doesn't count. I'm talking like um what's uh, why am i blanking there's like so many um romeo and juliet the oldest romance in the book literally
1: in the book i think it's the oldest romance just period you yeah to say in the book so yeah, just well,
0: like romance guess... romantic tropes any kind of love interest
1: i'm jealous
0: oh my god you want to explain
1: sure uh so, if anybody doesn't know, I date a lot of people. Oh, my God. But I just can't find <laughs> the right person to connect with.
0: That is the most inaccurate statement I have ever heard you make. Ever. He's never dated anyone, neither have I, so we're both lonely. Whatever. Now,
1: I specifically remember you dated a, a person named, like, eight, some, some weird guy in, like, kindergarten for, like, half an hour.
0: That... What? That doesn't even count, anyway. I think it counts. No, it doesn't. First love. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Shut up. It doesn't count. It counts. Whatever. I, I haven't been in any real relationship, I'll say that.
1: doesn't no. count. But that
0: doesn't matter. We're talking about movies right now.
1: Right. Uh, okay, so, my the most romantic movie recently I've seen was uh, Crazy Rich Asians.
0: That's not... <laughs> well, it kind of is. It is. It, it's like, you know, the foundation of it is a romance. It's a lot of it things. A, it's a romance. great movie. Because it's
1: all about how it's the relationship between family and the girl and how they're, you know, the it's Asian culture. and But also it's because she loves the richest, like one of the richest people in the world. and um, You don't
0: have to describe it. I remember it very well. And for anyone listening, they've probably seen it. It's a very good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess your perspective in the sense, like, what do you feel Hollywood romance does to people psychologically? Uh, or if you had a prediction or a hypothesis before we get into this?
1: Well, obviously, I think there's definitely. And a what
0: demographic do you think it affects the most? Women. That's right.
1: <laughs> the women. Yeah. You don't. See, you don't see guys. The theater is full with guys to watch. Well,
0: demographic movies. in the sense of like yes, women, but also the age group. What age group do you think?
1: Uh, that it affects most?
0: hmm
1: I would say... Teens.
0: Okay, and why teens? Why do you think teens?
1: Because teens are... Growing.
0: <laughs> Desperate for love.
1: Desperate for love and attention, and, uh, mine chemicals are going off the wazoo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's probably why. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe Taylor Swift?
0: That is... Why? What? What? You just threw that in there, Taylor Swift.
1: I just thought about She's, it. That's
0: not a role. I mean, she writes about relationships in her in her songs, but um, we're talking about movies, not even related. Her
1: songs are probably in movies.
0: Oh my god! They're, I, actually, they probably are. I, I'm not coming to mind what one they may be, but
1: because all about movies are in romantic comedies are all about the music. Oh the moment would be weird without music. Okay,
0: can we get back to the question? What do you think? it does to people the psychological effects of watching these movies
1: it makes people feel either depressed because people don't watch rom-coms or e- either they they make people who are already in love more in love or they make people that are not in love like if it's a couple? sad that they're not in love
0: like if it's a couple watching it yeah
1: if it's a, i feel like if the couple is watching like they just you know they're, lo- they're they would just be like ooh we have that oh my god or we can make this happen okay but then but a person who watches a a, a romantic comedy or just a rom- a romantic movie I feel like they uh, are either desperate for love or because they watch it are then saddened because they have no one to love
0: okay
1: I mean like in a in a boyfriend girlfriend sort of way
0: I, that's partly true. Yeah, we're going to talk about it in a minute. But I guess um, before we really dig into it, we have to kind of separate. Wow. Oh, Sorry. my God. That was disgusting, John.
1: Sorry. So we have oh a little bit of cocoa.
0: Um, yeah, He. we felt like a hot beverage would be nice because we're having a, a discussion and you're just being obnoxious now.
1: That was an accident.
0: That's oh my a- god! Okay. Anyway, you're distracting me. I'm like losing my train of thought.
1: I'm sorry. Oh my. You have a paper, so.
0: I do have a paper. Okay. Anyway. Why well, do you
1: have links to stuff? That because make any
0: sense. I had to go back to reference it. Anyway, um, we have to separate rom- romance tropes for men and romance tropes for women because they're actually very different. And then we're gonna get into kind of misogyny and kind of how it's, you know, been. Developed throughout a lot of romance tropes and still continues to be developed. But um, from your point of view, what do you feel like is the typical trope for um, men when they see romantic kind of like a love interest? Because I know men don't actively seek out romantic movies to watch. I mean, some do. Maybe some do. But um, I know a lot of men will kind of come across a love interest like when they're watching a different type of movie, but what do you think is the most popular trope for men?
1: What do you mean by trope?
0: A trope is like a, um, like a Romeo and Juliet is a trope, that kind of storyline of two young people who fall in love, and it's just a, a storyline. I feel and... like
1: guys who predominantly watch action movies like to watch the action movies that end up with the main character falling in love with some woman, a.k.a. let's take, for example, Peaky Blinders, and the main character, and then the- Speaking
0: uh, of, that's the next episode I want to do. I want to do an episode on Peaky Blinders. I think that'd be cool. It's like one of my favorite shows.
1: The history, and then the movie, the show. Because it
0: was a real-life gang.
1: But not as-
0: Not like the show. Show on TV. Yeah, but it would be cool. Anyway, and- kind
1: of gypsies too that would be cool so if if anyone who hasn't watched the show Peaky Blinders it's about a British gang in way far back times and anyways the main character uh falls in love with a undercover cop and even though he's you know a very violent gang member he still is a ton of action it's not meant to be a romantic show it still has that romance in there, and guys would watch that for the Peaky Blinders and violence and all that. So you're saying guys,
0: like, are attracted to, first of all, the gang violence, and then the love is just a cherry on top.
1: The love is definitely an additive cherry.
0: Okay, so, but guys don't actively go and, you know, browse through romance movies at the end of the night. I don't think so. I mean, have you ever done that?
1: No. Okay. No, I've not. I'm assuming, no. Once I thought about watching the uh, the Lord of the Rings, but you know, it's just too... It's more okay. of just
0: like romance tropes in action movies.
1: Yeah, like I would never opt to, if they made out, I mean they, not made out, they made another Romeo and Juliet movie I would not opt out to see it because I think the book itself, or at least the story itself well, is very um, interesting. Okay. I mean, not, it's not, it my... I'm not, I'm not eager to read it.
0: Okay. Well, um, when I say, also when I say tropes, kind of, I told you Romeo and Juliet, kind of young, love, falling, you know. A lot of these tropes that were developed a really long time ago are still the basis of most plots when it comes to romance movies today. Like, for example, the first one that came to mind, Romeo and Juliet, a modern day trope of that is West Side Story. It's the same kind of cookie cutter thing, but it's just in a different style. So when you was, have- When
1: was Romeo and Juliet written? 1800s, probably.
0: 1800s. Um,
1: no, don't click. I'm not clicking, I'm just looking up. Okay. 15. Oh, I was way off. So fifteen ninety. So roughly.
0: I should have known that, cause that was around Queen. That was like Queen Elizabeth's time. So.
1: Yeah. So roughly four hundred and twenty years.
0: Mhm. But there were romance. That, there was romance <laughs> way before that, and like Greek myths and stuff like that. So, it goes way before before that. But um, anyway, what was I saying? West Side Story, um, Romeo and Juliet. There's also like the Beauty and the Beast trope, where the girl falls for the guy that everyone kind of thinks is weird or evil or creepy or gross and she's like it's actually kinda toxic that I'm trope. The, I'm the beast. Yeah, and like she he treats her terribly, the bad boy, and she falls in love with him. She's like this pure spirit and she's you know, falls in love with this guy and turns him good. And which is a very toxic trope because a lot of girls will look up to that and think if they're in abusive relationships or this guy is terrible to them, they're gonna be their savior. Which is not no. not true and very toxic. So anyway, that's a very toxic trope. And that scene, I think actually recently I watched it in Gilmar Girls with um, Jess and uh, Rory. You haven't seen that show, but it's that's that's like another Beauty and the Beast trope. We're just talking about tropes. But anyway, we'll get more into that later. But I guess to start off and get into the real misogyny of um, romance movies. Misogyny? We, misogyny is... Massage? No, is misogyny. It when, is it
1: when you're getting massaged? No, oh
0: my god. Misogyny guy? is like um, being hateful or prejudiced towards women.
1: Oh, I'm not all the time. I'm kidding. Oh
0: my god.
1: I'm kidding. I love women. I only de- major. I kind of dislike you sometimes. Okay,
0: that's, you're a that's little, fine. You're a
1: little mean. As long
0: as you don't dislike all women.
1: No. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Only certain
0: women. Can I get into this? Cer- can I, can cer- I? Certain women
1: that are mean to me and I know. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> That's not really what it is, but okay, we'll just talk about it and maybe you'll learn. Okay?
1: I will learn? Yes! I already am a master on this topic.
0: Oh my god. Okay. I am
1: um, a women's rights activist, so basically.
0: So, wait, can I just? Sure. Okay, thank you.
1: I, this is a, your, your episode.
0: Yeah, it is. And you're kind of taking the spotlight. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, in I love that this is a brother and sister podcast. I feel like the listeners really get the sibling rivalry and
1: <laughs> rivalry in the audio. This yeah. Is a, I, uh, what do you call it when uh, there's a peaceful environment, uh, like a symbiotic environment or something like that?
0: Symbiotic. I don't think that's the word.
1: Well, I mean? Biotic. I don't
0: know. Okay, whatever. You're getting me off topic. Not, not people are probably very lost right now. They just don't know what to feel, how to think, That's what what, people, what's even happening. That's
1: exactly what people... That's the mindset people are in when they want to watch romantic comedies.
0: It's kind of true, actually. I'm not going to disagree.
1: You want to watch romantic comedies? Okay,
0: no. <laughs> okay, so, um, obviously, one of the first effects that watching romance movies has is the lack of portrayal of real-life issues in a lot of these um, shows, movies, whatever, um, obviously Hollywood and movies are not real life, they're scripted, um, even if they're good actors and you can relate to the characters and you kind of feel like it's real, it's just, there's always something that isn't real, so I know a lot of teen girls, and especially we're talking about the demographic is young teen girls relying on these to kind of, I don't know, um, maybe just vicariously live through them when they don't have their own romantic life happening (laughs) and it's easy and I know for a lot of girls especially girls who like to live in the fantasy world it kind of keeps them in that fantasy world and prevents them from cultivating real life relationships and I know that that was a struggle for me and I know that's a struggle for a lot of girls that kind of feel safer in the fantasy world and they're able to kind of use these movies and and create their own storylines and find out what they like, but I think it becomes an issue when girls expect that these tropes and these um, things are going to happen in real life, because it's very rare. And I think another thing is, I mean, now there's a lot of romantic movies that are showing, you know, difficulties and stuff like that, and um, I think that's really cool, but at the same time most uh, romance movies are not real life. It's not going to show the imperfect moments. It's, not, it's only going to show the highlights. It's not going to show when she feels bad about herself getting up in the morning and looking in the mirror and feeling like a terrible person. And, you know, the fear of, like, being around your crush. And, um, I mean, maybe... It... I,
1: feel like sometimes, I feel like a lot of movies nowadays, especially from the, the early 2000s, do that a lot.
0: Yeah, I think in certain ways, uh, but it's not. Hannah Montana
1: is a very good ex. ex Oh my (laughs)
0: god, that's not even. Well,
1: she was afraid to let her crush know she was Hannah Montana.
0: That's not even, John. The (laughs) likelihood that that is gonna happen (laughs) in real life is so small. That was a terrible example. The problems
1: of a celebrity.
0: Okay, what I'm trying to say is that there are parts of it that could be true in real life, mixed in with a lot of fantasy and a lot of not true things. So, when girls rely on movies and even just, like, YouTube videos of, like, couples and stuff and just on social media in general to give them a glimpse into what being in a relationship is like, it's very much on a high pedestal, and when you learn about the reality of relationships, you fall hard because you realize, like, oh, not everything is a dream. You're not going to be whisked is that the word, whisked up by a guy and just magically fall in love um, at first sight and have this beautiful thing. And while watching that in movies is great and it can, you know, seem really beautiful and amazing, romance in real life doesn't happen like that. And, you know, they they don't show all of the kind of struggles and disagreements and all of the doubt and all of the kind of just scary moments that happen even just in like friendships not it doesn't have to be romantic relationships but just like relationships that are portrayed on tv and youtube social media whatever and that leads me to the second thing and that most couples and most people who star in these movies and videos and whatever are probably some of the most attractive people (laughs) of our Mm -hmm. time you're not seeing girls like real life women who have imperfections in their bodies and um, you know who aren't these airbrushed models in all of these movies you don't have that and I think for me especially when I was younger watching these movies I felt like my body type was not represented in the movies and yeah. I think when you're a young girl and you're learning about your body and you're very insecure it's hard to kind of look at the movies and measure yourself up and feel like you're not deserving of a true loving relationship because you don't look Like the girls in the movies.
1: Yeah, and I think some movies have done like I can I can name two that represent that pretty well. Which ones? Hairspray.
0: That okay.
1: And dumpling, dumpling.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of issues with it, but I'm saying like in general the ratio. I'm not saying there's a
1: lot. The ratio is very uh, one-sided.
0: Yeah, and. The way that that's portrayed in those movies is, like, the girl is, like, people expect that she is not to be liked. The expectation is that she is, you know, overweight or her body is imperfect, but the guy still loves her anyway. That's toxic. It's like, just because you're overweight, just because you look a certain way, just because you don't look like the airbrush models from Hollywood doesn't mean, like, that should be normal. The ratio of, like women who look like the Hollywood stars to real women is just very imbalanced. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the fact that they're in the movies and in Hairspray, she's not supposed to be liked. Mm -hmm. But she ends up being like she's the luckiest girl ever. That a guy so hot would like a girl like her. That's so toxic. It's like they're they're furthering the idea that girls who are overweight, girls who don't look like the models of Hollywood... Aren't supposed to be in relationships like that, Mm. and that it's very rare for that to happen. And that having that like self esteem and 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 those um, views about your own body is very, very sad.
1: Do you think the, uh, but do you think from let's say the nineteen fifties movies to nowadays, do you think there's a very more high ratio when it comes to, you know, Marilyn Monroe to now? What do you mean? Because back then the strictness on what women had to look like in movies was
0: well. A beauty lot standards more have people. changed over time. Like right now, I think everyone always goes to the Kardashians because they. I mean, that's what people, especially women, look up to um, in terms of like their bodies. They expect to have these wide hips and flat stomachs and big boobs and you know, like airbrushed cheekbones, perfect skin, all of that stuff. Um, and it's a lot... I feel like it's a lot harder now for women to kind of get to that <laughs> state with their bodies. But, yeah, they've changed over time. Like, you can watch a video on YouTube, probably just look it up, about how beauty standards have changed throughout the years, and you can just see. Like, bigger women used to be, you know, hot. But, like, now it's it's way far from that.
1: Yeah. Even, like, Gre- if you go back to even Greek culture, it was... Uh, un- not for women, but for guys, it was said to be... Um, I don't know, beautiful or inte- if you were intelligent, if you had a, a small penis. <laughs> it was. <laughs> they painted When they painted statues of people in Greece, they, you know, of, of uh, nude people, it would be Yeah. with...
0: Michelangelo.
1: Michelangelo.
0: What's the David statue or something? Well,
1: the, the scu- more of a sculpture person was Leonardo da Vinci, but I think Michelangelo also was a painter. He was mainly a painter, though.
0: I know, I think he did the David sculpture.
1: Yeah, he did. Oh, he did, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the one with the tiny penis. <laughs> right.
1: But, okay, so I have another question. Do you think that with the increase of the availability with technology, that that increases the amount of, uh, I guess, self, not self-confidence, I guess, self... Well,
0: yeah, self-confidence, but... I
1: mean, like, more people will look at, have the availability to look at romantic comedies and movies in Hollywood where women are almost perfect most of the time. Do you think that puts into people's heads that that is the way things should be?
0: Yes, 100%. I can attest to that personally. Um, I looked at girls on, I think, I was probably like 10 or 11 when I started to feel insecure about my body because I started watching um, girls on YouTube and, you know, seeing girls that looked a lot different than me and feeling like I didn't measure up to the beauty standards so I people weren't gonna think I was beautiful and I think a lot of girls also feel that that's what men are attracted to so if they want to be in a relationship men are only gonna think they're attractive if they look like the beauty standards so they just I don't know it's really tough for women <laughs> it's it's very um there's a lot of things that women feel like they have to measure up to in order to be good enough we in have society. evidence of
1: Abby's insecurity she did a webisode you did a webisode of makeup. No,
0: that was just being silly when I was younger, but... It was also a webisode. Okay, no one's going to know what you're talking about. It was a home video that I made when I was like six or seven, and it was... was I was of... trying to be iCarly. So that won't... was what it was. I yeah, was trying to be iCarly. You I, I, I probably
1: did webisodes, and you wanted to be webisodes. Yeah,
0: I know. Okay.
1: Off topic, but... Yeah,
0: it was very off topic, but anyway. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, most rom-coms, romance movies feature a very pretty woman and a very pretty man, um, and it just creates false expectations for beauty in the real world. Uh,
1: yeah, like people don't know, I I have this problem, like I'm so beautiful and so amazing that people think that I'm just amazing person, but in reality, I'm I'm pretty crappy sometimes.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I would really agree with that.
1: <laughs> Kidding! Ouch! That oh, was a test.
0: And most of these standards Sp- also um, kind of exempt like women of color and different cultures. So it's very Western beauty standards that these are. So
1: well, it, it's very is Western movies. So well, yeah, it's
0: Hollywood. But I think the misrepresentation in these movies is strong, and I think they're getting better. I think now you're starting to see more of those movies come out where you have um different cultures and people of color and I think you know it's, I think it's women drastic. that look not like skinny and <laughs> i don't know i don't know but anyway yeah just like the uh self-esteem that can plummet when you are religiously consuming these movies is
1: re- re- religiously is a good word for that
0: yeah it's crazy but I think to any girls that feel the same way um in reality, which is where we live. <laughs> um guys think a lot of different things are attractive and that just goes to show also girls and people in general, attractiveness is very subjective. So I think well, It's art. Well, I, I think
1: know. I think being attractive, if you if you strive to be that is a certain type of art. Because people want, make, let's say for painting, they want it to make it look beautiful. Now, for people, they'd use that, but they use it on themselves. Yeah. So I say it's, it is definitely, because like all art, art is subjective.
0: Yeah. Think about well. That.
1: We're all beautiful inside. We're all Picassos well, if you I'm, look at I'm it I'm just a, saying an like
0: art is, I'm not art, people, well art is subjective as well, but people and beauty is subjective. Everyone has a different definition of what beautiful is, so... But, yeah. I think if women look at these movies and they don't feel like they're going to be in a relationship if they don't look like the girls in these movies, that's obviously false. But, um, I don't know, it's really important not to get too wrapped up in beauty standards and just, like, how these women are portrayed. Because in reality, you're going to be in a relationship with someone who loves you. What if regardless so- of how you think you look. What if someone
1: is is uh, happy in going through that journey to become beautiful like a Hollywood star? Do you think that's... that's Okay, I would
0: ask, what's the motivation behind it? Is it shame? Do you feel like you are ugly, so you need to look different? You need to look more like the beauty standards, like you're not able to accept your flaws in yourself? Hmm. Do you have this toxic view of your body? And, you know, maybe even, like, a lot of women struggle with body dysmorphia, which is, like, you don't... You can't see what you look like because your view of yourself is so distorted and tainted that you can't see it in reality.
1: Do you think this problem, because this problem does happen in guys a lot, but do you think guys are less, uh, I want to say, addicted to the, or at least their mindset isn't as um, set in stone with the the movies? Like, you know, if you see a a guy, if a guy sees a guy in movies with raw card abs and then he looks at himself and he's got a dad bod mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. It, you know, makes him feel, you know, depressed or something. It's but very it's not...
0: different for men because the standards for men, and I'm going to get into this, are way lower than they are for women. Mm. And I think men have that buffer of, like, if I have a little bit of a dad bod, women are still going to flock to me. Like, they just kind of have this they don't have to worry about it as much as women do, where women, and this kind of dates back to when women had to, de- like, getting married and, and getting, um finding a good husband was, like, mm-hmm. not, yeah, like, you had to do that to survive. So I think it kind of dates back all the way to then, but women had to appear to be perfect and, like, these really, like, trophies and objects, like, these really amazing things in order to you know find a husband who's wealthy to find a husband who thinks that they're you know the most beautiful woman in the world and is lucky to have them you know like they would they're trying to attract men to survive so i think it kind of dates back to even i mean now it's a lot different women don't have to be married to survive but i'm just saying like it's not very long ago that women felt like they had to do that
1: i think adam and eve even had that I don't know. No. Because the point, the Adam story and Eve, is, John, okay. the, story, the story was that E was made from
0: Adam. We're not functioning off of the idea that that was a true story. It might have been. It, a very rare chance that that was true.
1: You don't want to be a descendant from a rib. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. No. You don't want your great, 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 for like a long time great grandmother to be a rib.
0: No, I'm good. <laughs> I am really okay. <laughs> okay <I'm laughs> I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? i was saying like women. Uh, you, you,
1: you were saying about women.
0: Yeah, the standards for women are a lot higher than they are for men because, and I think it connects where, you know, a long, not too long ago, women felt like they had to be perfect in order to survive because that was how they would attract the man. Um, Do you think
1: the standards for men... On how they should men work. Men
0: didn't have to worry about that. No, 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 men, not they're looking,
1: but their they're working standards.
0: I think they're different standards. I think women, um, I think the standards for women are a lot harder to achieve than men's standards are, if that makes sense. Like, the amount of women who have, I'm not saying men don't have eating disorders, but the amount of women to men who have eating disorders, very big difference.
1: I think men have overeating disorders.
0: <sighs> Everyone struggles with mental health, it's just in different ways, but anyway, I'm yes. trying to make a point that physical beauty standards for women yeah. are a lot more intense than they are for men. Yes. Take, for example, makeup. Men, it's not, women aren't, aren't, ex- shouldn't be expected to wear makeup, but makeup is traditionally for women. And I'm not saying men can't wear makeup, I'm just saying wh- makeup started out being for women, so the fact that women feel like they have to paint themselves in order to feel more beautiful, that dates back to women feeling it like they need to be. Dates
1: hundreds of years. Oh,
0: I know, hundreds of years. But just the fact that women
1: like men used to paint, use makeup too to make themselves look prettier.
0: It's true, but I'm saying like just the fact that makeup is a thing for women. The expectation is that makeup is for women. Hmm. I'm not saying that it can't be for men. And you know, but the, I think the ratio of just like women who wear makeup is a lot larger, and um, just that kind of proves that there are different and higher beauty standards for uh, women.
1: You know what's odd though? I I I, I just found this out yesterday. Where I kind of had this not an epiphany, but this you know kind of eye opener. A lot of beauty products or clothing are sometimes made by men. Like the Mm -hmm. the design or the, like I think the idea of makeup was first introduced by men. Yep. So, do you think that? But also, you gotta put into mind women also like putting on makeup
0: sometimes. It's true. I think women. It should be like like women should yeah. Women should put on makeup if they like it and if they want to do it to feel beautiful in themselves. If they, um, I wear makeup because I, you know, like to feel beautiful and I think women should do whatever they can to make them feel beautiful for themselves not for other people that's, I, that's I, where it I changes
1: think, yeah because I think there's definitely a higher, sta- higher standard on looking presentable for everyone around you instead of being okay with the person you are and finding out who that person is
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you know if you're fo- so focused all the time on everybody else's uh, how they look at you then you can't. You don't have enough ever enough time to look who you actually are. Maybe you're more than just a trophy. Yep. Well. Which is which is more in life now? It's more, like I mean, um, present day and with all social media and technology, you know, a lot of people coming out that yeah. are like hey, you know, be yourself, don't wear makeup if you don't feel like it, don't feel pressured to do this. Yeah. You know, I think mental health is definitely more high praise than it was in 1960.
0: Oh, for sure. But I also need, like, want to mention that the evolution of, like, feeling okay with yourself not that long ago, like, it's not been that long that we've had that be the norm. Like, that's, like, that is encouraged for people to embrace themselves. Yeah. And I think that's in part due to social media, but also, you know, well, that it, it mostly is social a media.
1: Lot, a lot of it's because with social media came with, because so, what social media is, right, it is the collection of opinions of hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And some of them are famous, some of them are not. Yeah. And some people become famous because of it, some people don't. But those opinions of those people that are successful are taken by people that are not because they want to be successful mm-hmm. or happy in what social media puts into light as people being happy
0: Yep. yeah so I think social media is responsible really for it being a lot different now but it hasn't yeah. been that long since um, even women f- you know had to be married to men like it was just weird if women weren't married and now it's kind of like if a woman isn't married like, she's a strong, independent woman, but, you know, it used to be a lot different. So, we haven't come that far.
1: We've come pretty it's, far.
0: We've know. come far, but, I mean, there's a lot more that we have to go. Well, yeah, And we I shouldn't say now,
1: like... Progression is always key. I think the, the prog- point of progression is always going to keep going, no matter what. I think eventually, at some point, after uh, women have gotten all of their... Uh, needs met in terms of they're not needed to look for they're not needed to look a certain way or needed to do certain things, then it'll turn to other communities to where who they because people always will look for bad the news will always look for some type of group or some type of situation to look on that is deprived of some right or deprived of some
0: There will always be a minority
1: There will always be a minority and that prog- progression that strive for making things
0: equal. better
1: and equal will always be done by that group Yeah
0: the world is I never going to be perfect I think obviously no. if the world was perfect we'd all be robots but
1: And I think the world is a lot easier than it was
0: Oh for sure a while It's definitely ago. a lot easier and the expectations are a lot more flexible now but it they definitely still lot... exist and I think yeah. we should keep encouraging women to reject these expectations and reject these standards that um, you know, used to be the norm, and I we think, should yeah. continue to encourage. And there are the standards that continue to be in rom coms and stuff. So, well, I think
1: rom- romantic comedies is different. I think romance, romance,
0: sorry, romance movies. Um, saying yeah, so let's say anyway, that. let's get more into the misogyny Um, about kind of different tropes that men that were created by men. So, if, it's important to also realize that. Romance movies started out being, cre- they, they were created by men. So a lot of these standards, a lot of these kind of like um, types of women that you see in these movies are from a male perspective. And obviously now we have a lot um, more female representation in just kind of film.
1: Can you give an example like of a very early movie that was...
0: Well, I'm gonna give you um, like, different. How, do you, I'm how gonna... do you
1: know romantic comedies were started by men? Or romance, or because by men.
0: women in the film industry was like women who worked who worked in any type of career that was dominated by men. Like obviously these these movies were. Well,
1: I'm definitely saying that like producer or director was probably there. But do you think that maybe after making an action movie, the idea of adding a love interest has always been around since saying... books and stories and then it was always put into movies because books and stories have been written with love interest for thousands of years i'm
0: saying these popularized types of women in hollywood hollywood, hollywood yes that these started out being created by men and you're gonna in a second you're gonna understand what i mean but
1: in hollywood as in the exaggerated version of you know because that because i still know what for me, I think ho- Hollywood is, um, you know, the sign. You see the sign when you think of Hollywood. You think of movies. Hollywood is just LA. film.
0: There's, like, film and movies. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm referring to when I say Hollywood. Is, like, film, general. What type?
1: Like, usually, it's type, really do a type of movie.
0: Romance movies.
1: Just romance? Just for...
0: Romance, rom-coms, like, just any type of romantic interest. I, in movie. I guess
1: what I'm meaning is, there's just, like... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Okay,
0: so anyway, I'm going to get into it in a minute. But let's, uh, I was kind of brainstorming and thinking about the types of women that are most common, um, especially these tropes that are, you know, we'll point out in a minute, are very misogynistic. But um, for uh, starters, we have damsel in distress. Very misogynistic, um, but very common trope for women. Um, The trophy wife. We have the sure thing is what I decided to call it. But okay, um, I'll I'll explain that in a minute. Um, and very rarely do we have the strong independent woman. There are movies that have the strong independent woman. But I mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well not really actually. It is. Kind of. But she's
1: a teacher she's the she in the end she was like
0: They are, but I think they're more valued by women than they are by men. Like, those tropes... Like, the strong, independent woman is more admirable for women. Like, think about um, Wonder Woman, for example. Yeah. Women look up to that. When men aren't necessarily... I mean, they, they do look at Wonder Woman and go, oh, she's, like, really hot, really cool. Mm. But a lot of women, you know, look at that more than men do.
1: That's the whole idea of Amazons. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure the Greek Amazon... Like, that's a Greek story. Mm-hmm. The Amazons are just a... Tribe of women, who warrior women who are independent and totally know yeah. What that's their the whole nature. thing.
0: But I'm trying to say, like romantically, men aren't into that necessarily. Yeah. Men, are, some men are, but I'm saying a lot of men aren't looking for strong, independent women. Women, that's just not the the norm. Hmm. They're looking for trophy wives. They're looking for the damsel in distress. They're looking for yeah. the sure thing, which is a woman who's like a hoe. <laughs> that's like the best way to say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, like, sexually promiscuous. Um, those are just the three that I kind of came to my mind. But damsel in distress is reinforcing the idea that women can't protect themselves, that women can't say themselves, that they must need a man to, you know, save them from whatever issues that they have in their lives. So, yeah, very misogynistic, but a lot of people are into that. That's That's been around for a long time. Then we have the trophy wife, the woman who... You know, finds a rich man and just lives off his money, and you know, finds I don't know comfort in that or whatever, but doesn't really pursue her own career. Doesn't um I mean, kind of gives up her own dreams to be this trophy wife. Hmm. Cause she's an object. She's the tro- his trophy. Obviously, she's like this beautiful woman. Um, I the first see,
1: okay, stop step off for one minute. I want to see. I want to ask you a question. What is your perception? For men's uh expectations like what what is a cuz you're talking about how guys are presented as trophy wives what do you think men are perceived as
0: what do you in, mean in the
1: eye of a woman
0: like, like what, what, it, what do women like
1: well cuz the thing, thing is you're saying that uh, a guy would like the idea was that a guy would like a trophy wife would like a
0: different uh, types of men things, like different, different things yeah
1: so like what would a uh, ideal. Men man like to feel women. Like well a, like all a Hollywood of, man. I guess is your is what you're I'm All
0: to of that. these things have in common, especially for men, that it makes men feel more powerful because the woman is a little bit more submissive.
1: So So why do women want to be with men in the first place? Because that that thing is it has to because be Because women two are people.
0: attracted to men. Men are attractive. Like you you're born with a sexuality, you're born, you know, if you're straight or gay, like you're just, you're born being attracted to a gender, or maybe no gender at all, it doesn't matter, but you're born being attracted to a, a gender of people. Mm. So we're multiple people, we don't know, but um, yeah, women are, uh, what, that makes no sense. Well,
1: I'm thinking, because at, at a point,
0: like, being why, do you, married, why do you think women? Being married
1: wasn't more of the, wasn't more for our pleasure for for women. It was
0: both. It was a mix of things, but yeah, it was like mostly so women could survive.
1: And then to- and throughout time progressing, it's gotten less and less to where it's more So
0: pleasure. you're saying if these tropes and if these things are so, you know, you negative I'm... towards women, why do women want to be with men? Right. Well, my theory is a lot of women don't know themselves or have internalized misogyny to where they feel like that is the norm or you know, they don't feel comfortable being a strong, independent woman, however they express their femininity, not, you know, I mean, a lot of women do it in different ways, but I think the women who choose to be a strong, independent woman find it harder to be in relationships, because it's very rare to find a man who is, you know, comfortable enough with his masculinity and his gender to, you know, be attracted to a woman like that, so it's harder for women who are strong, independent women to find, you know, their forever partner. So, but women are still attracted to men. It's not that, you know, just that they're, (sighs) these tropes are kind of not affecting women negatively doesn't mean that women aren't attracted to men. Mm. I think I've definitely been attracted to these tropes as well because, I don't know, you've just been, you've grown up thinking that being a woman was defined by these kind of mainstream tropes and... You, you you don't believe it. Mm. You're not really raised to... I mean, some women are, but... Um, I wasn't really raised to just, like, be a strong, independent woman. It's not... It wasn't, like, encouraged.
1: It wasn't like, this is what you had to do. But it also wasn't like, oh, well, you have to get a husband.
0: No. At all. No. But I think, um... I well, could, wait, I no could get a lot into that. Like, not being raised to feel like... To be a strong, independent woman.
1: Yeah. Okay. What do you think I was raised at? Because we're, we live in the
0: same same house. I think you were raised to kind of be that strong, masculine man, like that you you obviously want to be, hmm. to express your masculinity and being strong and being powerful and being kind of you know whatever masculinity means, hmm. and women. Um, feel like to get ahead in the world have to take on a lot of masculine traits like being um competitive and well actually i don't really know this is where we get into the kind of philosophical point of view, where it's like what okay. is gender what is sexuality no, okay. so, what is this what is this life
1: okay i'm gonna go back to romance
0: okay bear with us what? if you're listening if you gotten this far we're kind of just you know
1: Philosoph- okay. Philosophizing? We're, we're, we, this is okay. This podcast has only been around for a little bit. Toward the end, I've noticed we kind of get, you know, it's rant. That's what a podcast is. It's a rant. Yeah. It's a long rant with a subject that we're going around. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I want to go back to romance. Now, the idea of the word romance is that you're deeply in love in a story. It's a story of love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Now, do you think that story of love? Because you're talking about. Uh, misogyny and how those stories of love are made by men mm-hmm. for men
0: no made by men for women
1: for women but okay. they're made by men by men and with the ideal ideologies of beautiful women
0: western and beauty standards
1: western beauty standards okay so do you think that because i know a lot of women that love romance romance mm-hmm Movies Mm -hmm. and absolutely, and and, you know, a lot of the time, sometimes they it's about women who are in a bad place. Because a lot of the time, let's say for example, Cinderella, the whole point of the story. Yeah, the whole point. Yeah, the whole point of the story is that she was this poor uh, girl who lived in a horrible household, was treated horribly, but throughout her good attitude in her spirit she you know met the prince and they fell in love and even though she still felt because she ran away it doesn't matter that was one night she didn't feel like she was worthy at all she went back to her life
0: because
1: mm-hmm. because it, it wasn't like oh she went to the ball and that was it
0: mm-hmm. no
1: she went to the ball and then she had to leave she had to go back to her life but through that true love she was found again by the prince through a very awkward method that would never work. Yeah, in real life. And, um, yeah, they, they, you know, they fell in love. But do do you think that story is. Not, I'm saying, like, uh, influences the mind of a a woman, the bad, but maybe it makes women also have hope for some reason? Because I think it has. There's two sides to a coin. Oh,
0: 100%. I think women watch rom coms because they're. You know, I mean, a lot of people watch rom-coms, or just, sorry, romance, for different reasons. But I think a lot of women who, like, watch it, you know, to not feel alone, is so that it gives them hope that they will have love one day. Right. Oh, 100%. That's what
1: I was going back to my key thing of what I thought rom-com was. When people didn't have someone to love when they were watching it, they would feel depressed or bad that they didn't have someone to love. But it gave them hope that they still did. Yeah. Because that can... That can be a good thing too.
0: Yeah, it can be comfort. Like it, it can. That's why a lot of people watch it is because it's comfort. But I'm, I'm pointing out the negative psychological effects that can happen when you rely too much on these movies right. to comfort you. Um, you can get these, you know, jarred perceptions of like how women are supposed to function in the world. You and know,
1: my favorite romantic couple, it, not in movies, but I guess technically it is a movie, but in all. My readings. What? Percy Jackson and Annabeth. Really? Oh. Why? Yeah. Tell they me are, why. They are the cutest goddamn couple. I tell I me why. I'm actually book, curious right now. Book three, because okay, so the whole point of Athena, right? And uh, Annabeth. Okay, if anyone doesn't know, Percy Jackson is a very popular series, but basically Annabeth is the love interest of Percy Jackson, who's the son of Poseidon. Very powerful, very masculine guy. But then he's he falls in love with a very independent, strong, smart woman because she's the daughter of Athena. Right? Mm-hmm. And they both fight each other and hate each other and love each other, but it's always not spoken. It's not to, like, book three to where they fall in love deeply. It's it's And they, like
0: and that's your favorite trope.
1: Oh, it the, the storyline is amazing. They like j- I think they like explode out of a volcano and then they jump in water and kiss it cuz there's the sun up Poseidon. and it's so cute.
0: Interesting. Because so like... cuz I feel
1: like that is the ultimate power cuz they actually in so in later books too, they literally both together went through hell, like Tartarus, which is what the mm-hmm. he- underworld is. For like the deep underworld is for uh, Greek mythology if no one knows mm-hmm. they literally both went through hell and escaped through their strength in one another they, they partnered together mm-hmm. so that because I think movies that represent that powerful love connection is the hope that people have want, want to have because every I feel like every person uh, both women and men Because men don't want... I I can attest to this, at least. I do not want uh, a person that I love, a a girl that I love, to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so pretty, I'm... Like, a trophy wife, or that kind of thing. Like, I would rather have uh, a person who calls out my shit and helps me evolve into a better person, that we're stronger together. And
0: that's really good that you have that kind of perception of, like equality where those yeah, where like both it, genders both people they're benefiting each other and they're using their strengths to help each other grow. That's like And I think that's that's it, the ideal. That's what people really want. I feel. But yeah. what I'm saying like in Hollywood mainstream um Oops, sorry, one second. A lot of these um ideas uh, are based in very misogynistic views um, by men who are crap <laughs> yeah. so um, they've been popularized but I think you know people are trying to grow and evolve to a place where obviously it's more equal but um, I think the good men the good men have are attracted to women who are strong and independent um, obviously those are the good men but that's not all men mm-hmm. a lot of men are really attracted to women who um, are not intimidating, and who are easy, and who, um, you know, are weak, and I guess weak in the sense that they're kind of, like, submissive, and they're kind of... Do,
1: okay, I have a question for you. Do you think that this day and age, with all of, the, with social media and all the people that are now saying, okay, this is the not the way to be, and especially with teens who have phones and have social media and look at this stuff, look at mm-hmm. these people that look up to and know about these people that are like you got to be yourself but th- they still try to be this beautiful person anyway. Do you th- why do you think that happens?
0: What do you mean? Because I I,
1: I've, I you know, I've seen a lot of people at school. Uh, one person I know at school, she had uh, she was like 12 when she first had sex, <laughs> which is crazy. Okay, can we... And she was she's beautiful, she's a beautiful person, but she's also like very, she's she's very trophy wife, right? But she 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 also is very high on social media. I know she is. Okay. And she's but she still does the ideology anyway. Why okay. do people still do that?
0: What's coming to mind right now? Um, women feel like to get men's approval, they need to be uh, certain. They need to look a certain way. They need to be a certain level of beautiful. They need to express their femininity in a very polite very non-disruptive very submissive way to make a man feel more powerful um because the men who aren't comfortable with their gender and their sexuality are gonna want women who are easy not as intimidating who are not strong and independent because that's intimidating so i think a lot of men um and i'm thinking right now the movie that came to mind was the wolf of wall street which i have a really I have a really I hate that movie with the burning passion because it's, it's just bad. so bad. But the trope of like the main guy who gets this girl and makes her his trophy wife, like you see that um, in the movie, and he cheats on you know the girl that he. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, it's just I, I, it's I, so I
0: toxic. It. But I'm th- I'm saying like those are the types of men that like really submissive women because it makes them feel powerful, because they're not secure enough in who they are, in their masculinity, to like women who are strong and independent because that's intimidating.
1: Yeah, I think the the person in the movie that you're talking about is the Margo Margot Robbie character? Margot Robbie character, yeah. 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 yeah and women they're...
0: who are there for every need that a man has, a woman who is a stay-at-home mom or is okay being a stay-at-home mom and giving up her entire career to be a trophy wife. Like, this very, um... I think, that's I think the, the core That's actually it.
1: the whole reason of, um... Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Like, before... No, that's not the story, but the whole point of why she, like, quits her wedding is that the... Because she was born in the era where it was like, oh, you gotta be a wife, you gotta be a mother, and, tr- and that's it. That's all yeah. you are. But she was like, I don't wanna go and do impossible things before re- breakfast. Like, that. the whole, p- whole point of her doing that is in the first place of going to Wonderland. Yeah. Because she didn't want to be in that situation. And
0: some women are okay being that. I don't want to, like, you know, demonize women who want to be that. If the women want to be that, that's fine. But I think at the core of it, um, for... It's, like, driven by men who want to feel more powerful. I think that's really at the core of it. White right. m- White men who want to feel powerful. And I think when you have those types of men unfortunately they are attracted to women who are submissive who are not gonna have hopes and dreams and careers and who are okay being at home and you know being the mom and mm. being gentle and sweet and soft and you know not really causing issues and being this like it's almost in an abusive type of dynamic actually Definitely is. well it's all it's a power dynamic is what it is yeah, well yeah the but... And, and, you know, power dynamics exist in abuse, so it is kind of like that.
1: So, we're going to have to end the episode pretty soon, because my computer only has enough space <laughs> for enough time for this recording. Yeah. And, you know, we have to wrap up. And I think we're at a pretty good stopping point right now. Because, okay, point is, that I think that I got from this, uh, this is the whole white men who created the beauty the beauty standards and the okay, i'm gonna say the beauty standards and the standards for women that are very drastic and very idealistic like uh, from men are toxic and horrible and are still present today not as much as they were in 1960 or 50 and, or just back then it is getting better but also still needs to be worked on, it's still present, Mm -hmm. problem, and needs to be talked about, which is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And...
0: Yeah, I think it should just be talked about, and I think we're kind of getting into a place where women are expressing being feminine in different ways, and that's being embraced, so it's getting better. But yeah, I think we're talking about the... I mean, the whole episode was about the psychological effects, but I think also... You know, a lot of these things have psychological effects on women.
1: And also physical effects. That's also the point. point Oh,
0: yeah. Physical and psychological. Like, yeah, we kind of... It was a bit of a all-over-the-place episode, but I think we kind of just threw out some ideas, you know, make up your own mind about this topic, but, yeah. All right,
1: well, we love you two viewers who don't even listen.
0: Viewers, listeners.
1: Listeners, sorry. (laughs) Listeners. (laughs) <laughs> that constantly newer to our podcast, all of our 10,000 following.
0: We love you we so love much. You so much. You're the best. Don't swarm
1: us in public. It's a little too much sometimes. I know.
0: It's really hard out here. It's so hard. <laughs> We're just too famous. Right.
1: Well, thank you for listening to...
0: Picked Curiosity.
1: And we will see y'all. I mean, we will hear y'all next time.
0: <sighs> yeah. What's our next episode? Uh, It's
1: the fifth one, I don't know.